Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Big Blend Radio. As you know, Nancy and I uh, air a Monday military show with Mike Guardia, um, and we're going to be doing a double feature today. And this is important. Uh, We're going to be talking about post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, something we hear about uh, for individuals for different situations, whether you're in a hurricane or a wildfire or something traumatic that has happened in your life. But then it really does affect veterans, men and women veterans of war and in the military. In fact, nearly 13, is it 13 million? Am I right? American adults suffer from PTSD. But there is hope for this. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about the award-winning documentary film. It is out now digitally, so you can get it on your screen in your home. It is called Here is Better. And it shares inspiring stories of men and women veterans who go through the process of healing from PTSD. And there are treatments that work. That's why I say this is a very inspiring film. And um, there's work involved, obviously, for those going through it, but it is a positive journey. So go to the website. Here is better.org. We're very excited to have Emmy award-winning filmmaker Jack Youngelson here, as well as Emmy award-winning producer Sean Edwards Beal with us. So Sean, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having us on the show. I'm glad to have you here. Jack, how are you doing? Uh, Very good. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having us. So out of the two of you, who came up with this idea? Where, who, who came up with the idea we've got to do this film and, and then to actually go through the treatment process real time, which is amazing what you guys filmed. But was it you, Sean, or Jack, who came up with this? Well, um, Bill Brandt, our executive producer, came to us and said he'd read the New York Times article that said that more veterans um, die uh, after they come back from military service than die on the battlefield. And that was a statistic that I hadn't heard and really uh, shocked me. And immediately he said he wanted to do something um, that would make a difference. And as soon as I read the article, I immediately was on board and um, and called Jack. Mm, yeah, Jack, um, so you go out there as a filmmaker. So you are actually dealing with the people in the movie, right? In the film. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a real collaborative effort with Sean and then Chloe Hall, who is the co-producer and then an entire team in terms of connecting with the people who we ultimately filmed with and making those connections and the, building those relationships. So um, yes, but we were all in the field at different points uh, throughout. Yeah, I think I think I'm just saying because it's so hard to I mean, for the people in the movie to go through this this process, this therapy, and actually showcase and share their lives. I just can I give a thumbs up to all of them, like a big hug, really, for mm-hmm. share, sharing their story. I mean, Jack, that's what I was trying to go like as you're out yeah. there filming it. Um, that had to have been heartfelt and like stand back, but like, wow, as you were filming this. Yeah, very much so. I mean, we we are so grateful um, forever for their commitment to to participate in the film. And 
uh, to put their trust and faith in us. And, you know, throughout we, we, we recognize the, um, you know, the responsibility of that and, mm. and made sure that they felt protected and safe and share what they wanted to share and not more than that. Um, you know, we didn't film every single therapy session. Some people didn't want to be filmed. Of course, we honored that. Other people said we could film in group therapy, but not in one-on-one therapy. And others were comfortable with us filming in the individual therapy sessions. And so we also just, you know, even though it appears that we're there over, you know, multiple weeks, we weren't filming every day. There was plenty of sessions where in the privacy of those sessions, we, we were, we were not, uh, we were not filming. So it was, um, it was always, uh, it was it was always a, a, an active communication and dialogue in terms of making sure that people felt good about about our process. I think I think document. I know I say this every time. Like on documentaries, are the way of getting the truth out there. And these days, where we're all looking at the news and everything, like, oh, is this true? Is this for real? But documentaries are telling people's stories, and it's from them, mm-hmm. right? It's so important, and you know. What I got away from this documentary too is that someone who's going through PTSD that may not even know they were experiencing it. I think, you know, Jason Kander, um, who did run for mayor in uh, Kansas City and, and also was looking towards presidency. And really, he, he, you know, some will, some of us will go to different extremes to not feel what we're going through, right? And he, he put himself into a work mode. And still wanted to serve his country, and there's two things in in that is he talked about and, and Sean, what you're saying about the article, he talked about the 22 suicides a day, and there was the um, campaign of doing 22 push-ups a day. And in fact, I did it for two months, even though I travel full time. Wow. I've I've been known to be doing push-ups in rest areas. And all and and then some. I had then I ended up in trouble and had to do like a hundred push-ups in a day. And I don't know if I did them right or wrong, but it hurt and it felt good later. But I kept doing it because one <laughs> a dog went and I I had dogs around me that were like, "Keep going, keep going, you've got to do it." When I finished a month, they're like, "No, you got to do another month." So I did, but it made me really think. Twenty-two a day, yeah. and that campaign. But um, there was that realization for Jason. And that was something I think in the film where you guys really capture that film where he really came to realize like, hey, there's other people on the line. There, There is help and I'm not alone. That's a huge thing. Exactly. That sense of community and that support was huge. Yeah. To understand you're not alone and then to understand that there is therapy out there and it's different. Um, when you did this too, you also put in there enough for people to see the therapeutic process to actually gain some help at home. I'm not saying don't watch this and you're healed, right? But it's, um, you gained enough knowledge to go, whoa, let me think, let me digest. Like, I think, John, do you think people are going to watch this three or four times at home that know that they probably need to get help? They're going to watch it more than once think, to kind of push themselves forward. I, I, I think people have, you know, expressed to us who saw it at festivals that they uh, and and people who um, we shared an early link with to get some feedback 
was interesting how they watched it. They watched it in different ways. People did watch it um, repeatedly. People sometimes watched it in sections. Um, it was interesting that people, who, a, a couple of people who watched it in sections immediately followed it up with going and getting therapy. Um, they were people that um, were not military people, um, but um, immediately um, got understood from watching the veterans that if people like this, if the people who are our most courageous human beings can go through therapy, then, of course, all of us can face um, mm. these, the most difficult parts of our lives. Yes, I agree. And what was interesting is a lot of the people that you focus on, you had women, you had men, both. Yes. And yes. Vietnam, you have Afghanistan, and it, it only took one tour. And I'm not using the word only lightly. I'm saying a lot of people will think there's repeat tours, which there's a lot of our military have gone through repeat tours and they come home and then they go back out. And it's very difficult to keep the family unit together, right? And understand each other when they come home, especially if they're young, come home and they have children. And how do you explain what you've been through and seen and you, you capture that very well and, and explain that part um, for both the, you know, the spouse at home with kids and the person in service. But it, it was a pretty eye-opening to see how fast trauma can happen in one tour. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like you have to be in the military for years to have that affect you. And that I found interesting. And I also found it interesting that it is also generational effects because you had one gentleman who had been through Vietnam and part of his pain came from his dad who obviously was going through that too so can you touch on that a little bit uh, you know Jack in, in regards to putting that together was that kind of eye-opening for you as a filmmaker to see that you were actually affecting generations from the kids of today through to grandfathers you know yeah, no, I, I think that's a really powerful part of the film. And you know, Vinny in the film talks about trauma is trauma is trauma. And I think that's such a such a, a powerful line because PTSD is often not just due to combat tours, even though you know, that's commonly how we think about it. And of course, there's high incidence of PTSD that's related to combat tours, but PTSD can result from trauma at any point along one's life. And, um, and I think, you know, that can occur stateside, that can occur internationally, that can occur like once you've left them into military or before. And so I think that in that way, we, we wanted to recognize that, that others as well can be impacted. And that also includes families, as you said, there's can be a ripple effect. Um, mm. And I think that's all encompassed there in the, in the film. Sean, do you think this will also affect those who are not in the military that have been through traumatic situations? Because isn't this therapy kind of, it, it's changed what we've had in the past yeah. to now it's actually something that works and you don't have to, you know, everything is always, there's medication, right? For everybody's different. And that's another huge thing about the film. You showcase how therapy is, there's group therapy, but it's also individualized. Everybody has an individual story. Everybody has an individual thing that has occurred for, to them and, you know, they've gone through. Um, so therapy still is different. Group is kind of like, hey, you're not alone, which is so important in pushing forward through anything. 
But um, Sean, with that, would, would you say that the therapy has changed over the years? Did you notice that as you're getting all the footage and producing it, that people realize that it wasn't what they went through before? Because some were discouraged, literally in those words, discouraged from before. Well, I think Kate says it best at the uh, at the end of the film after um, the graduation at the Cincinnati um, Trauma Center. She says, you know, it's not a one size fits all. And I, I think that um, was one of the things that I, 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 I had no one of the many things I had no understanding about going into making this film is that, you know, in the same way that as you just pointed out, that trauma is individualized, the way to treat it is individualized. Some some therapies work for some people and other ones work for other people. So the three therapies that we looked at were CPT, cognitive processing therapy, um, PE, which is prolonged exposure, and EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And those three are the evidence-based ones that have proven to have positive effects. And we wanted to shine a spotlight on that for people so that they knew that there were these therapies that could make a difference. And I think what was great too is that they weren't, um, I think it's hard to talk to loved ones and family sometimes when you go through something because there's always a backlash somewhere, you know, or a, a pity or, you know what I mean? There's this balance and having people that can work with you through emotions having a guided process versus an emotional reaction from friends and family, which just escalates emotion, right? That, that I thought was really brilliant about the therapies of how you had guided help to work through it versus like even just holding the chairs of uh, the, the, arm, the arms of the chair just to breathe, how to do that without escalating and making the, the therapy the therapy actually traumatic because it can be traumatic if you're going to the wrong people and which makes it worse. Mm -hmm. And I thought mm -hmm. that was one of the most brilliant takeaways of what I saw from the therapy was, wow, guided help through something so traumatic to work through it and have someone there who's strong and not opinionating, just strong. Okay, now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do that. So you can get through it. I thought that was brilliant because I think it's the emotion and facing the emotional part of trauma that is the hardest thing to do. It's harder. It is. It is. The, that's the fear of trauma is facing it. Yeah. 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 yeah I think that all of these therapies are, are trauma focused therapies, right? And so that's, they're specifically designed to help with trauma, but there are other modalities and, and other therapies that are available. There's not a one size fits all sense and in terms of what can work mm -hmm. for someone. And I think Jason says that in the film too. So, you know, we, we don't mean the film to be prescriptive as much as open a window onto different mm -hmm. types of help that are out there. And I think that's important for people to know who may have been discouraged with something that didn't work for them before in the past versus another thing that they might want to try. I mean, we really want to encourage people to get the good help and the right help, um, but also recognize it's not just one thing that might work for someone. Exactly. I, I think things have changed so much. I know friends in the medical industry and therapy industry, and they're like, 
we have advanced and we need to acknowledge it and we want the world to know like hello don't mm -hmm. dish science it's there it works <laughs> we, we progress all the time um and and so i think what you guys have done uh just kudos thank you so much for your work uh sean and and jack before you go sean one thing that you took away from making this how did this change you as an individual making these films it's got to be um, tough i mean you guys have to be in the thick of it so yeah I really think um, it changed my view on what courage means. I, we, um, you know, these were military people. They were really, you know, tough uh, badasses. And mm -hmm. I was excited to engage um, with this group of people and to, and to meet them in person. But what I saw was, you know, when we think of people who are in the military, we think of tough people who, you know, nothing phases them. And what, I what I was given the privilege of witnessing, and Jack was, and all, and, and our team was, was witnessing courage to open up and be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And every day I think about it, whatever I face now, having seen that this group of people who not only went out and have risked their lives, were then able to come back and take themselves on. And if they can do it, any of us can. Oh, well done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think you you really are letting um, viewers understand more about what military go through, because we have a disconnect between military and civilians in a lot of ways. And um, it goes beyond thank you for your service. You know, like I said before, we hit the record button. A lot of members of the military and those who have served are like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. You know, I don't want to hear it. And then some are like, thank you, you're welcome, you know, so it, it's different for everybody. Jack, what, what did you take away from making this film? Yeah, I, I was always just as struck and impressed by just the emotional honesty and integrity of everyone who was involved. The ability to kind of take away that veneer of like, oh, it's, it's difficult to talk about mental health issues and, and, and just put it in a box. And I feel like all everyone that we engage with broke through that and in such a way and it's inspiring because i think that's a big part of the challenge here mm -hmm. which is to destigmatize mental health issues in a way that you can actually begin a conversation and not mm -hmm. feel shame and not feel something you want to push back and i, I you know I, I felt that deeply thank you so much again everyone uh it is coming out well it's out now on vod it's already won all these awards it's been in theaters so uh you're listening here on july 3rd or later um here is better.org is the website to go to um from there you can click through to find out where you can watch it at home and further from there and keep connected on their website social media all of that great stuff that is out there and um again of course if you have if you're needing to seek help, do so, please. And if you've got a friend or family member, please do so. 13, am I right? Am, John, am I right about those zeros? Is it 13 million people? Yep. Really? Mm -hmm. 13 million. Oi. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Here is better.org. Thank you for joining us so much. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us.